Welcome to the latest episode of All Things The Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Gage and we're going to talk about credit maxing, Black Friday, and one of us had an unfortunate wardrobe malfunction. Enjoy the episode. So welcome uh, to All Things The Podcast. It's been a been a pretty quiet week, hasn't it? Yeah, nothing uh, happened. No, exactly. So uh, yeah, we're knee deep, balls deep. Can we say that? I just said it anyway. We're balls deep in Q4. Literally, we're at the halfway point. Black Friday is coming. What have you been up to in the Amazon world? Just wanted to say five seconds into the video, we're already demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I been up to on Black Friday? I mean, I, I'm finding in the UK, there is not as much deals currently. So we're currently recording on tuesday a week and a couple of days before black friday it's definitely thursday but oh yeah. it's thursday christ yeah so tomorrow the black friday deals are really going to start the week early before black friday uh so far my vas they kind of haven't found that much yet in terms of uh black friday deals but in america it's fucking crazy mm. we're finding loads and loads and loads of really early black friday deals and I can only imagine how big it's going to be on Black Friday. Mm. So I'm really excited. Yeah, it's definitely more of an American thing. I mean, it's basically Black November. It just black the whole year, to be honest. I mean, it's like the DFS sale. It never never ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, but my, my VAs <laughs> have been... Sorry, it took me a second to get oh, that. Like, that was it, actually really good. Are you, t- are you too young to know what DFS is? I've got one by my house, actually. Has it got a sale on? Probably. Yeah, time to do some retail arbitrage. Um, yeah, I don't think you can FBA sofas though, sadly. But yeah, my, my VAs have been finding quite a lot actually. Um, so I think there's a few that even in the UK have started quite early. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the Amazon one, which is starting uh, a week early, which is tomorrow. So yeah, yeah, looking forward to, to ramp that spend up and uh, abuse the old uh, the Amex. I haven't been able to spend anything for the last three days because my Lloyd's bank account. Well, my card is frozen. Oh, no. Called up, and they were like, oh, uh, after 45 minutes said, oh, we can't do anything over the phone. I have to come into the branch. I come into my local branch, which is just filled with crackheads, (laughs) right? Absolutely filled to the brim with them. So you fit in quite well then. Yeah, yeah. It it was packed in there. First, like, I have no idea who is in the... It's actually, it's like 50% old people, 50% people on crack. And uh, there's like... A guy who was literally on speakerphone with his dealer while taking his money out from the ba- from the cashier. I don't know why I couldn't use the ATM. I'm not sure. Maybe he didn't have a bank card. I'm, I don't know. But he's on the phone to his dealer like, oh, yeah, I'm just getting the cash, man. I'm just putting the cash in my pocket. I'll see you in two minutes. See you in-. And, he's lo- and it's just absolutely insane in there. So I had to go in and speak to the branch manager. And do you know what she did? She just called up the same number that oh, I no called way. and waited half an hour on hold. Same as me. And then they just did it for her. And then I got home and the card didn't work. Ah, oh, nightmare. Yep. I I can't remember the last time I went into a bank. It's all online now. It seems, well, just for old people and crackheads and yourself. Yes, yeah. Uh, there was a lot of printing off bank statements for old people mm. as well. Because they just like to see it on paper. Unbelievable. Peculiar. Indeed. Um, so, are you in terms of Amazon? Are you buying more stock now than you normally would? Are you looking to see to buy stock that's going to last throughout December and potentially into January? Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think this following week for the Black Friday week, I'm going to try and overbuy. So, typically, I'm looking at getting anywhere from a one to one and a half month supply of any product. I'll be looking to go for two to three months. 
just because January is quite dry in terms of sales. So I'm looking to overbuy, keep myself going for January and February where it's just shit. Hmm. And then hopefully by March and kind of Easter time, things get back to normal for arbitrage. Yeah, that makes sense. And you're you're off traveling the world next week, aren't you? Anyway, so yeah. it won't be much. Yeah, in a couple of days. Yeah. I'm actually really nervous and not for the reason you might expect. Uh, yesterday, I made myself a chicken burger, bit into it. It was raw. You meant to cook it first, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it was raw, so I'm absolutely terrified I'm going to have salmonella food poisoning when I get on the plane. That would be really unfortunate. So where is it you're going in? Hong Kong, and then I'm going to the Philippines after. To, to meet the, the the gauge team of VAs. Yes. Exciting. So, yeah. so you're meeting Roy. I'm meeting Roy and uh, eight, seven others. Yeah, seven others. So, how many of them are actually your VAs? So, four of them are mine, and three of them are ATA VAs, so yeah. our Amazon Group. And I think we're we're planning to to do an episode with you streaming from the Philippines. Right? Yes, so that's I'm going to be pretty. Going to be right on that screen back there with Roy. <laughs> we're all going to be drinking, having a good time, and hopefully not, not listening to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> yeah, you'll get that if you listen to the previous episodes. Yeah. Uh, but Roy's actually in Dubai at the moment. He lives like a king. I he? know. I, I I mean like people in England can't afford to go to Dubai and and he's just living lavish out there. Fair play to him. And but, but, Hong Kong before, how long are you there for? I'm in each country for seven days, basically. Mm. So uh, it'd be nice to see my family out there. I had, I, I actually put in our Discord group, ATA, a message like, oh, someone put like, oh, how are you doing? I said, oh, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm excited to go to Hong Kong in a few days. And someone messaged me like, oh, I'm in Hong Kong right now. Let's meet up. Oh, brilliant. So I'm going to have a drink with that guy That's... that I just met in the Discord. Yeah, why not? There's a, <laughs> the community that gives gives back. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's see if I get murdered or not. Mm. Um, no offense to the guy, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope you're not a murderer. Mm. I almost rung my bell then. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you, so you're half Chinese, right? Do you speak Chinese or? I've been trying to learn, hmm. so every time I drive to and from the podcast, I've been doing uh, some Cantonese lessons hmm. in the car, uh, just on just on some app, and I'm shit, <laughs> absolutely awful. I mean, it is ultra confusing because they have the same words for many different words. It's just the tone of how you say it. Hmm. So eat and can, like I can do something, is the same word, but is only separated by a high or low pitch and oh. if you say it with the wrong pitch they literally won't know what you're saying <laughs> wow that's interesting um so yeah well you are technically a voice cell so everything is a high pitch yes right? yes uh if you guys don't know there's a nice tool online you can use called voice cell type that into google and it will access your microphone you speak into it and it will tell you if you're doomed to forever be alone or your voice is deep enough to actually live a happy married life. Yeah, thankfully, I am officially a deep voice Chad. And, and, and what are you, Gage? A voice cell destined to forever be alone. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, some of the lower-toned uh, Cantonese phrases may be an issue. Uh, but <laughs> I, 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 I literally, last night, I stumbled across a guy who um, basically speaks perfect uh, Cantonese, uh, but he and he looks as Chinese as I do. He, he goes around China and then in Chinatown and things like in the USA and the UK and stuff, pretending 
that he doesn't understand the menu and things like that. And they'll just be like, oh, is there a, is this, what, what, what do you recommend? And Just to go of, on YouTube. Yeah, he'll speak broken, I, they'll, they'll speak broken English back to him and then he'll just say, oh, is this gluten-free because I've got a load of allergies in like perfect Chinese. <laughs> and they'll just be like, what the fuck? I, I love that guy. And he also does it for, for other languages. But I, I just, I love their reaction because they're just like, oh, this w- fucking white monkey can speak Chinese. <laughs> I'm so impressed. Like it, it's really, uh, it's awful that they look, down on us on white people so much it's like oh my god a fucking white monkey can actually uh, speak chinese this is crazy hmm. <laughs> i don't think that's that offensive right you can you can be mean to white people uh we'll, we'll find out when it gets edited yeah <laughs> this may or may not make it uh, but no really looking forward to the podcast uh, with, with you and the and the guys in the philippines um, yes so I had a bit of a, a wardrobe malfunction earlier in the week. It was very unfortunate. So I play six-a-side football every Tuesday. And uh, obviously, it's getting a bit chilly now. So I was wearing kind of a bit of Under Armour. I walked from my house to the, the football pitch, uh, which is about, yeah, it's a five-minute walk via Sainsbury's. Got a few funny looks in Sainsbury's, thought nothing of it. Got to the pitch, and my teammates just said, Ben, where the fuck are your shorts? I look uh, down and I've put my Under Armour leggings on, but then forgotten to put my shorts on over the top. No. And I've got 36 inch inside legs, so I just looked absolutely ridiculous. And I was just getting pointed and laughed at by strangers because it's an entire six aside league. And it's at a school as well, which was slightly dodgy. That um, is unbelievable. So, yeah, I had to play the whole game literally with just leggings on and then <laughs> and then at top getting, getting heckled from all directions. Oh but my god! That's like a like a nightmare come true, isn't mm. it? Yeah, I, we did win the game though. I think the the opposition was so distracted because uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you could basically see everything. Uh, I have had so many dreams of that happening. Like, what of uh, ever happening to me? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's worrying. <laughs> You're the the figure of all my dreams. Then, <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so, yeah. Do you know what's so. pissed me off recently? As I was listening to a podcast on the drive up, on the extremely long drive up because of the traffic mm. every time I come up here. And I hate it when podcasts reference something in in the studio when most of the people are listening. Mm. So they were like watching this video and I had no idea what they were laughing at. And you're just kind of stuck there like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And then I'm in, and then it all comes into realization like I'm in traffic. I'm in my car. It's like I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep. And it, yeah, it just ruined my whole drive. Well, yeah, let's not refer to anything in, in the studio then, or, or refer to previous episodes like we just did. Yeah, have you guys seen the plaque? <laughs> yeah, that will mean nothing if you're listening in on Spotify or Apple. <laughs> so, Ben, what have you been selling on Amazon recently? Has there any been? Is there any been? Has there been any big kickers or anything like that? Mm. Uh, well, I'm mainly gearing up for December because December is where everything goes batshit crazy. So I am overbuying particularly perfumes and gift sets because the sales rank is starting to get a lot better. So Celeram SaaS might say that something's selling 30 a month, but if you jungle scout that bad boy up, it's more like 300 or even 1,000. Uh, so yeah, when the sales rank's improving, definitely have a look. And uh, yeah, if you go back to December last year in terms of the sales data, yeah, there's lots of things that sell a lot in December that don't sell much throughout the rest of the year. So a little uh, free tip for you there. 
Um, but yeah, in terms of um, sales, I think I've, I've sold a lot of coffee machines recently. So I think I picked mm. up quite a few in Prime Day for, from October, which are now starting to to come good. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just the usual random shite, to be honest. How about you? I have been getting a lot of Nintendo Switches. Ah, yeah, all the, all different colours, and more specifically the the light version, the ones the one that doesn't hook up to the TV because there's two types, one that hooks up to the TV and one that doesn't. Uh, the light versions, and then they make them in all different colors, and I've been selling each variation, and they're mm. doing so well. I've sold so many of those. Mm. Uh, but I think I just ran out yesterday, oh, so need I need to, to buy more. Yeah. yeah are you going to give away your uh, your source? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. But Nintendo Switches, take a look. Mm. Interesting. Sure, uh, Harry on the other side of this wall is, is doing that right now. Have you done any advent calendars this year? I've bought a few, but I ha- I haven't gone too deep because it's, it's quite difficult to tell which ones are going to do well and which ones aren't because I've been burnt in previous years. Um, so I, I have got a few. Um, obviously, you need them to check in quickly uh, because obviously, if you miss the end of November when most people are buying them, obviously, people do buy them at the start of december as well but yeah if you're left holding them sort of to, to the midway point of december you've pretty much got to wait a year to sell them again yeah. so it's not something that i tend to go too hard on what about you i, I stayed away this year just be, because of the exact same reason that you said it's like a lottery mm. buying advent calendars to sell on amazon some of them do really well but some of them you can end up selling them for even less than mm. you bought them because there's so many people that's that's done it uh in the past i have done I have done well on like the cheaper advent calendars, so not like the physical gift ones, mm. like the perfumes or the boots ones, but just like a uh, Reese's Pieces one mm. or Cadbury one that's two or three pounds. But uh, it's difficult when you're that registered to sell something for two or three pounds. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's the the price of success being VAT registered, isn't it? When you hit eighty five grand in sales, uh, your profit gets eroded a little bit. Yeah. Although you can, uh, yeah. So the optimal advice, if you're not a higher rate taxpayer is to start as a sole trader get to 85 grand and then start trading through a limited company not financial advice not financial advice <laughs> uh, but yeah that's the optimal way to do it yeah my, my girlfriend's selling on amazon at the moment and you know we're deliberately kind of keeping her sales below the 85k mm. because unless you're going to kind of smash past 85 grand a month then there is no point getting to 85 and kind of being at 85 to 100 you yeah know, absolutely you smash past it yeah that's, that's really good advice and i'm sure i heard of a guy a few years ago who literally sells like eighty-four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine pounds almost to the dot every year and just maximizes his roi so and he's far better off selling eight but 85 84 999 in sales at like 50 percent roi instead of doing say 100 grand at 30 percent roi because once you've paid that yeah you're, you're going to be actually worse off. and the headache yeah. that it brings as well mm. you know the, the extra time you have to spend you know potentially collecting invoices and doing your vat return and paying the accountant extra to do a quarterly vat return mm. and that the times where something goes wrong and you have to call up hmrc for fucking hours we've all been there yeah uh yeah, it, it. I feel like for a lot of people, it's better just to stay under. Mm. And the guy that actually I got to survey my house, he did the same thing. Oh, he, really? He just deliberately only gets to 85K, just below, and then he'll stop surveying houses for the year. Mm. That is that is pretty smart. Or just do it, allegedly, cash in hand. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That is very illegal, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, talking of uh, avoiding tax, I mean, we, we all know the best way to 
avoid tax is just to become friends with an art dealer. Yes, yes. So yeah, but get a, get a lovely piece of art from a charity shop. Go to your art dealer friend and get them to value it at a million pounds. And then you have a million pounds charitable donation that is a tax write-off. So you're squeaky clean. I actually heard about one better for this, right? So there's an artist and he... Oh, well, he's an artist, makes art, right? Get, makes loads of paintings, sells some of them, but you know some of them don't sell because they're not as good. And uh, But since he's an artist, he's insured all of his paintings. So then he goes to the bank and he wants to get a hundred grand loan. But obviously they say, no, you know, your income's not enough. And then he goes, well, what if we can use my paintings as collateral? And because they're insured and because he sold previous things for a certain amount, they insure all of his bad paintings. And then you just don't pay the loan because now you've just sold all your shit paintings for a hundred grand because <laughs> they'll just take the paintings. I, I don't know whether to say be amazed or disgusted uh, to be quite honest uh, but but yeah that is a that's an interesting way to do things have you heard of the term credit maxing is this just where you hopefully you're paying off your credit card but you're just leveraging the the, the credit card debt to your advantage for example by buying amazon stock so it's not quite right if, if you're doing credit maxing correctly and not this is De- definitely don't do this. This isn't even like not for like, don't do this. Uh, but what what some people have done is, you know, what happens when you don't pay back a credit card? In the grand scheme of things, nothing. Yeah, a, a score on some system somewhere goes down for you, your credit score, mm. right? But if you have no plans to get a house or like finance a car ever, it doesn't actually matter. Right, and then uh, there's there's this guy called Sam Hyde. You might have heard of him, but uh, he, he's like an infamous, infamous troll. So he took out loads of credit cards, uh, bought Bitcoin with all of them, maxed them all out, and he didn't pay them back. And then they they call him up, and it's only a crime if you don't make a payment. Well, in, in America, I'm not sure how how it works here, but mm. as long as you're making a payment towards the debt, you're completely fine. So they'll ring him up and go, you know, you owe 20,000. We've missed three payments. How how can we resolve this? And he'll just go, oh, geez, dude, I've just been in a car accident. Uh, I'm on these pills. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, these pills, they got me going crazy. And then they'll just go, sir, how much can you pay? Uh, three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was saying that he's got 25 grand worth of credit card debt that he pays $8 a month towards. <laughs> And he's got a shitload of Bitcoin as <laughs> yes, well. That's yeah, yeah, amazing. So they, they can't take that from him. Mm. And uh, he's paying $8 a month. So he, he worked out his loan will be paid back in 45 years. <laughs> like, <laughs> he will be older than, than the loan when it comes due. And, and what will happen, because of inflation and stuff, in, in 45 years, 20 grand is going to be worthless. Mm. So then they'll say to him, oh, do you, do you want to just uh, buy back your debt for, for five? And then you say, oh, you know, I just came into a lump sum of money. I've got three grand, but I've only got it today. <laughs> and then they'll sell it to you for three grand. That is, uh, that is kind of kind of genius. Yeah. So, so it, it, is that what what you aspire to? Are you looking for some sort of scheme like this uh, to <laughs> credit max into some sort of shitcoin? And uh... you know, potentially because the like the banks are pretty evil right uh like hsbc supported the mexican cartel knowingly allegedly 
Oh no, they this one was real. Oh. They actually they got fined, but only like two weeks of profits for for banking with the Mexican cartel and laundering all their money. It's like a real thing. You you can look this up, there's a documentary on it. Uh it must be true then. Yeah. <laughs> no, they did get fined two weeks profits for uh for this. And you, you know, credit cards are there not to help people, but to take advantage of people who are who are in need oh, and 100%, desperate. Yeah. So I, I feel like if you can screw over banks and credit card companies any way you can is probably a good thing. Mm. Um, so, I mean, resellers are probably credit cards' worst nightmare because oh, yeah. always pay it off in full, always leveraging the capital to the max and getting loads of cash back and or rewards from it. So, yeah, we're the people who they don't make money from. Yes, but it, it kind of makes you feel a bit better because, yeah, they're exploiting the the people who need a credit card for to feed their family or whatever. Yeah, but also with the resellers, they, they don't like us because we're kind of exploiting the system of getting loads and loads and loads of points. But on, on the other hand, you know, one in every thousand resellers isn't going to make that balance. Mm. And yeah. then that's what they're counting on to pay for the rest of us. Mm. Uh, they're always hoping for you to, to, to fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of exploiting the system, uh, so you're now pretty much a global sensation on on TikTok uh, for allegedly exploiting systems. So, I mean, uh, as a guy who probably puts through his grocery through the self-checkout as bananas, I mean, what else could one do as a hack? Would one want to do that? So hypothetically, when someone goes to the supermarket and they want to get an avocado, I have heard of this happening where... You get your large avocado, the one you really want, but maybe you don't want to spend 20 more P than getting the medium one. You just grab the medium sticker off and you stick that sucker right on top of the large sticker. Done. But then surely you're paying the large and the medium price. Oh, you, you stick it. it on top. No, no, because the sticker's the same size, Ben. You, I can tell you've never done this before. Neither have I. Obviously. I am a pillar of society. I would never <laughs> do such a thing. <laughs> Uh, I, I do actually remember Sam Hyde, the guy who preaches about the credit maxing. He actually uh, did a live stream and some guy was like, oh, I uh, got really luck on NFTs and now I owe the government 200 grand, but I don't have it because I bought a house. Uh, how, how can I get out of it? And he just like, nope, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you can cheat everyone but the government. Mm. That is a lesson. That is a lesson. Um. So, yeah, with the, obviously... The, the McDonald's thing, uh, which, which got a bit of uh, action. Obviously, you, you you can afford five pounds for a Big Mac, right? But but I, I think I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're doing it for the thrill of sort of exploiting the system and kind of getting a freebie. And you, and you probably spent two hours doing this and, and and perfecting it just for the the inner sort of like yeah, I've I've done this. I've, I've yeah. found a loophole and I've exploited it because obviously as a coder guy who makes bots to get around things that's kind of what what makes you tick right exactly yeah i I think i my favorite thing to do is having a problem that will take me 15 minutes and spending 15 hours coding (laughs) a solution to it uh it's it's that kind of problem solving but it it's the the f you to the system like Mm. how many people does a mcdonald's hurt every Mm. year you know what i mean allegedly allegedly yeah not in not in a physical sense maybe (laughs) although there was a Parliament story about McDonald's recently. Ooh, yeah, 
lots of sexual harassment in the workplace, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, but that was in Parliament the other day. Gage, we're going to have to put a muzzle on you, I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bark, bark. Um, but but yeah, so so you will spend fifteen hours to to do something and then feel good about it. So I, you like exploiting the systems. I like saving time. So for every free McDonald's that one may or may not get. I'm the guy who spends 20 quid on Deliveroo because I can't be asked to go to McDonald's and get it myself. So I will just pay money to save myself time sort of thing. So it's just interesting to see different people's sort of objectives and, and what makes them tick. Yeah, and it's it's strange now that you kind of put it into words because I'm typically quite busy. Um, but yeah, I always kind of find time for this stupid shit just because just cause I enjoy it. I mean, what's life without enjoyment? Oh, exactly. Yeah, find whatever makes you tick and uh, and do it, as long as it's all above board. Yes, of course. And nobody gets hurt. Yes, that's important. <laughs> so, uh, recently, I've been coding a lot on my repricer. Mm. So, that, that's that's interesting. And uh, I, I get pro- probably the, the best part of the doing the repricer is speaking to the customers and such. It's the best and worst part, really, <laughs> because the amount of times I have people kind of just open tickets and it's just, like, wrong or, or like, oh, what's a profit? that Someone's asked me, oh, will my listing... Uh, I, there's nothing on the listings page. Uh, and I asked, like, oh, do you have any listings? And he just he just said no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what, what is Amazon? <laughs> yeah. what, what are you doing? I'm not sure this is the right software for you, sir. But yeah, it's pretty incredible that you've literally created a, a whole new repricer from scratch because obviously there are lots of choices out there, but each have their their sort of pros and cons. So how, how did you, why did you decide to go into the repricer when there's already so many other options out there and how's how's the process been? I think I've had shit experience using repricers before. So I, I've used, I think four different reprices before I decided to use my own and each of them had its own kind of unique uh, con some a bigger con than others like one you know I won't mention the name but they every time you turned it on uh, you just it just undercut every every single time just undercut 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 and I would get messages on Twitter and this was the most annoying one I ever had I'd get messages on Twitter like oh Gage you're undercutting this listing and people calling me a dirty undercutter and I've and I just turned the repricer on. I haven't even mm. put it on an aggressive rule or set it to undercut. It's just been undercutting. I haven't I've had nothing to do with it. I just pressed the on button, and people were were hating on me. So I thought, you know, there's these problems with all different repricers. Why don't I just make one that doesn't have the problems? Mm. And that's kind of where it where it stems from. Yeah, and it's incredible. You've you've built it up. Uh, it only took you a couple of months, I think. Yeah, yeah, and. It was. It was initially. I wasn't expecting to kind of bring it to market because that's typically not what I've done with softwares before. It's more I just build them for my own business because mm. I'm not great with design and maybe user interface. I'm just good at making stuff work. Mm. Uh, so for a couple of months, it was just purely ran on my own Amazon uh, account. I did sell a few bits for for a low price while I was testing it, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, and then it, it didn't have a website or anything. And I thought, you know, this is actually really good. I think I'm going to push it out to everyone. Mm. 
no and uh yeah touch wood it will continue uh, to go really well yeah I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far and looking forward to to new features um but yeah i mean that's kind of how the prep center was born as well where we'd had sort of similarly negative experience with others so it's like ah. Oh, how hard can it be? Well, it turns out pretty hard, but I, yeah. think, I think we're doing a, a pretty good job of it. And yeah, and been going sort of 18 months uh, and running now. But I think so many people are quick to point fingers at services or things that they're not happy with, but they would never have either the bollocks or the the, the drive to actually create it themselves. So that most people, whatever it is that, that they're doing, would be like, oh, I could do a better job. Well, go on then, give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. But so few people actually take that action. It's interesting. I think it's really easy to criticize someone you see on the internet or a company because you never view that person as a person. Mm. I think we're all guilty of that, of like seeing a tweet where someone's being a dickhead and you just think, oh, that guy's a dickhead. But, you know, you don't actually know him. Mm. <laughs> and and same with same with companies. You know, the, the repricer that used to tank all my listings, I... I think, you know, fuck that company. But really, it's probably just some guy in his room. Like, mm. yeah. Well, for the record, if you're wondering, I know Gage and he is a dickhead, so I can confirm yeah. that <laughs> if you're thinking about it. Uh, I, I did actually, there's this reprice. I, I was doing a bit of market research the other day on my competitors, and I searched up Amazon FBA repricer, and there was a repricer I'd never heard of before as the number one Google search really? result called repricer.com. That is quite the domain. Yeah, that's quite the domain. I wonder how much that costs. Yeah, a, a pretty penny, mm. I would expect. Have you ever heard of repricer.com? No. no, and it's the number one search result. They charge £250 a month for repricing, uh, so really expensive. And I can only imagine how much money that guy makes. Mm. And we've never heard of it. No, that's interesting. Well, it just goes to show that in our little niche you don't google stuff it's all sort of word of mouth exactly. stuff that people have used before people that you know developing stuff so yeah but but yeah if you're number one ranked on google it doesn't matter if you haven't got word of mouth exactly yeah i've never heard of a single person using it and it just made me wonder this guy's probably getting 250 grand at least a month in in, in subscriptions and he actually might just be some guy in his basement hmm, probably is yeah there was no like team section or anything it might just be one guy and he's just absolutely raking it. So, was this before or after you you decided to do it yourself? Oh, this was literally like two days ago. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I because I, uh, I was trying to do I'm trying to do some search engine optimization for for Ascent. So I was like, oh, who who is our competitors? Oh, the, actually, the top three results. I don't remember the second two, but the top three results I'd never heard of before. Mm. How interesting is that? Yeah, we've been selling on Amazon for like I, I've been selling for three years. Mm you very close to that and we have never heard of the top three results yeah that just goes to show how big word of mouth is in our world i guess but maybe our world is a small world yeah and like actually there's loads of sellers because it's easy to get tunnel visioned and like yeah if you get a mean comment on twitter or whatever it's like oh god but actually yeah in the grand scheme of things it's one person out of however many people and it, it is easy just to get caught up in the small stuff yeah definitely um but yeah no but interested to see how your delve into seo goes and see a cent competing with repricer.com yeah uh, i have actually got a, a funny story where my old company blank proxies and if if you're f coming from youtube you you might have heard of them uh we got cancelled once oh really 
and it was this awful story and it was probably it was my fault right <laughs> uh what what happened was we had this guy open a support ticket and he wanted a refund because uh the shoes didn't get released but he bought the the proxies mm-hmm. the kind of ip addresses that we sell uh but the shoes he wanted to use the ip addresses for didn't release so he wanted a refund uh i think we told him no because you bought them uh maybe we should have said yes i you know i I can't remember exactly why uh we said no because most of the time we would say yes to that but we said no and he he was being a a bit of a dickhead and he was threatening to charge back and being mean so we just banned him fine but then in the ticket i put uh fuck this guy let's go fuck his mum (laughs) <laughs> I think I put because keep in mind, you know, people think it, this is this big company, but I I'm like 16 or 17, mm. so I you know I don't I have no customer service experience. I'm literally a teenager, but people think it's this big company, uh, and then we this so but he's banned, so he hasn't seen it. Mm. But when we close the ticket, it sends him a transcript. Oh no! In the DM. Oh, God. And he reads the transcript. And what's worse is when you ban someone on Discord, you uh, all, all their messages gets removed. Also, it just looks like you've gone on a tirade against them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was none of the stuff of him being mean. It was just me at the end saying, fuck this guy. Let's go fuck his mom. Wow. And what, what happened? Did he get back in touch? Uh, he he just posted something on Twitter mm. and it like took off. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, well, I think that that's our next guest sorted for the podcast. I yeah, think. yeah, bring that guy in. Oh my God. Yeah, that was awful. And I felt so horrible. Uh, well, not not for what I said because I'm obviously I'm not going to go have sex with his mother. Well, he didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I wasn't being literal there, but uh, I, I felt so bad for what I, all the shit I brought to the company because <laughs> I said this stupid thing. So uh, have you, are you more careful now with, with what you say uh, when you're sort of customer-facing? Definitely. Uh, I, I'm a very good customer service person now, I think, from all of the, the shit I used to deal with in, in Flank Proxies. And... Uh, like especially a lot of our customers were Chinese, so didn't speak English very well, and tends to be. I mean, Chinese people tend to be quite blunt anyway. Uh, but especially if they don't, if English isn't their first language, they are like extremely blunt. Mm. <laughs> so uh, you have you have to, yeah, take everything with a grain of salt online. Really, that is a good rule of thumb for life. I think. Yes. Yeah, and just remember, it's just opinions. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, just going back to the uh, the so I prefer to save time over sort of hacking the system or anything like that, and I'm eventually looking to actually outsource my presence on this podcast because but once we've got a few episodes up, I can basically just AI generate yeah. my entire present. Maybe this is the AI version of me now. Who? How would you ever know? Have you heard about the YouTuber? who converted his whole YouTube channel into his AI. No. Yeah, so it's this Minecraft YouTuber, and he he was getting millions and millions of views, and he like he, he has enough money to just live now. So he thought, fuck it, I'll replace myself with an AI um, 
avatar, I guess is the correct word, an AI avatar in the corner of all his videos. So he has someone else play Minecraft for him, and then the AI avatar just commentates in the corner of the screen. And is it based on sort of the kind of things yeah, yeah. that he would say yeah, yeah. based on previous videos? That is genius. Yeah, so it looks like him and it says stuff like him. But as soon as he did that, his views on his channel like decreased <laughs> to almost nothing because people don't really want to watch an AI. Yeah, it's all about the, the personal connection with, yeah. with, with people, I guess. Although there must be Anon channels that, that do well. But yeah actually putting yourself out there and doing the work does tend to get better results. Yeah, if, you're, if your audience kind of expects that, mm. then it's difficult to to go away from that. If you're always anonymous, then it then it's fine. Mm. But uh, yeah, so it has been done. It failed. But I'm sure with technology improving, mm. won't be long until it's actually done. Like, yeah. we might not even be here. No, that, that's crazy. And I'm, I'm sure AI will be able to find a way to... To, to make it more engaging and, and things. And, well, AI is eventually going to take over and destroy the world anyway, obviously. So yes. We're just here to enjoy it while it lasts, I guess. No, um, uh, AI has really changed my uh, the way I code. Mm. So before, I would actually have to think about stuff. <laughs> but now, any time I have a problem... So, like, I want to I code a new feature for, for Ascent or the ATA group. I'll just break the problem you usually have to break the problem down into its smallest parts mm. and then kind of make a note of like how i'm going to do each one if it's a more complicated project that's what i do but now i can just type the exact problem i have into i usually use google bard and it will just break it down into its like smaller parts and give me the solution for each part like i literally don't have to use my brain anymore that's incredible so I guess the real creativity in coding now is coming up with the ideas, like what actually would help people, what would make things more efficient, and then yeah. just feeding that into And you AI. can even troubleshoot your code. So if I code something that doesn't work, mm. I can paste the code into the AI, and it will work through, it will work with me to work out what the issue is. Mm. It's completely insane. Like, it's made coding 10 times easier. And if you've all, like, I speak to so many people who are like, oh, always wanted a code but i never like i never got into it i don't think i could do it now is your time mm. like it is so much easier than any other point in time to get coding well, would you recommend if you've got no experience in coding is it is it a cool thing to get into definitely there, there's so many things in your everyday life i think a lot or like at, at, at their job like there's stuff that you can automate that would just make your life easier mm. and you'd have a good time doing it and uh, potentially find loopholes yeah yeah uh, like there's there's loads of sites where they've got like a quantity limit on a product mm. let's say it's six but if you do some clever um i don't know if i want to call it coding but if, if you insert the right code into it you can change that six to ten or mm. whatever uh, you can put whatever number you want and they'd have no validation at the checkout so you you, you just check it out with with a hundred Hmm. even though you're only meant to have six. So this is different to sort of jigging your address. Yes. This yeah. is actually making it so instead of ordering six, you can order as many as you want, basically. Yeah. So an easy site to do that for is Beauty Bay. I won't tell you guys how to do it. Not because not I... Don't, like, you can't get in trouble for it, but I think it's more fun if they figure it out themselves. Hmm. Try it. Well, that's what we're here for, just to shed light on the loopholes and yes. let the big corporations fix them. Yes. Because that is what... 
all things loopholes is all about. <laughs> yeah, I assume we're going to have to change the name then. <laughs> That's why we're all things. We can be, we can morph into whatever we want effectively. Who knows uh, what's going to be on the next episode? Well, we, we know actually it's going to be you having fun in the Philippines while I'm stuck in rainy London. Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I actually wanted to go to this water park in Hong Kong because mm. uh, it looked really, really cool. And it's about 25 to 30 degrees out there. It's winter and it's closed oh. because it's winter. Because 25 to 30 degrees yeah. is just too cold <laughs> for anyone to possibly go to a water park. Yeah. So I, I just searched up yesterday, you know, wanting to pre-book some tickets. Mm. No, it's closed for the winter. Brilliant. <laughs> So, so what have you? Are you the sort of person who has something planned for every day? You know what you're doing, or do you just go out and wing it? I so I hate going on holiday, right? I I feel like for most people it's kind of you know their escape from work or or their life or whatever. But I actually quite like my my regular life anyway. Mm. Um, I mean, not to say if you go on holiday you don't, but I I quite like just being at home. <clears throat> As a kid, I travelled around quite a lot, so I lived in. You know, I lived in England, then I lived in South Africa, then I lived in England, then I lived in South Africa, then I lived back here. So I quite like being at home for that reason. Hmm. Uh, but that I really hate going on holiday because of the planning. It stresses me out hmm. so much. It's like, you know, what should I do on day one? Should I go to the museum? Should hmm. I do this? I fucking hate it. So instead, I just won't plan anything. I just wake up, just walk about. <laughs> I, I'm exactly the same. And this has caused issues in relationships where... It's like, oh, you never make plans with me, but you're going away like with your your football mates or or going to to whatever. And it's because if you plan something, I will say yes to yeah. it. I just say yes to every invitation, but I cannot be bothered to sit there and be like, oh, this day we're going to do this. I'm going to call up and book it. And yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a meme, but it's like make a life that you don't need to vacation from. <laughs> uh, but 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 that's true. Like, yeah. it seems like we both genuinely enjoy what we do. And yeah, going away for two weeks to escape a job that you hate and then just to come back to it what sort of life is that yeah. you've got to find something that, that makes you tick whether that's yeah whether that's coding finding loopholes saving time eating catship when i was uh still doing blank proxies this was a real turning point in my life even though i was probably only like 16 17 at this point uh we had done a hundred grand in sales in one month and our margin was about 50 percent so our profit was 50 50 grand right and i thought what if i got the the hundred grand in sales i'd be really happy and because I, I, I was miserable during this period because i was going to school i was doing four like four a levels and then coming home having meetings doing everything and then like going to sleep at two and then just getting a couple hours sleep and going to school. I would go to the library in between lessons with my laptop to do more work uh, for, for bank proxy. So I was, I was fucking miserable. But I thought once we get 100K in sales, it'll all be worth it. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll finally be happy. It was, it was all worth it. But when I did, I was like, I was so depressed. I was like, never, never be more depressed in my life. It's like, oh, like I made so much money. But actually i realized it didn't make me happy and i think for anyone if you've come into a large sum of money or whatever you actually realize it doesn't you know you get you get the money but it just becomes a number on the screen Mm. like i now like i'm not going to do anything more with it It is it's money and i made myself miserable for it It just doesn't didn't feel right so nowadays like i won't do anything that i don't 
really want to do. Even even if it was loads of money, like I get loads of people in my messages asking me to code stuff for them. If if I don't find it interesting, no amount of money is going to make me want to do mm. it because I'd, I'd rather earn 10 grand a year working for myself than 100. Like, mm. And some people say that's fucking stupid, but I, I completely disagree. I'd rather enjoy my life and earn fuck all and just eat beans on toast every day than, than make you know, 100, 200 grand, be miserable, eat at fancy restaurants and drive a nice car because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Alex Hall, Menzi, Hormozy spoke about this of like, he was really, really miserable and wanted to kill himself. So that's why he started the, doing the gym thing. And, and when he was pushing that hard place, that's when he, that's when he came out mm-hmm. with it. But if you've been in the hard place for so long, it's difficult to get out of. You you know you probably got credit card debt like we spoke about earlier. Now you're trapped in that kind of yeah, cycle. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. It, you know, to start a business, you don't necessarily need lots of money, but you do need some for almost everything. You need a little bit of a put down capital. And if you're stuck in the cycle of, you know, I'm paying back my credit card debt, I'm behind on my council tax, the system's designed to com- com- keep you trapped. Mm. In- like Andrew Tate speaks in the Matrix, right? You know whether you, whether you like it or not. There's there's a system that keeps people trapped, with, without a doubt. And if you're trapped, some people can make it out, but for the majority of you, you just kind of got to try and find happiness elsewhere in life. Mm. Well, I think because um, obviously I don't know if it was the same because obviously you're a lot younger than I am. There was this big push, like it was unheard of for people at my school not to go to universities it's like oh you've got to go to uni to be successful get your degree and and then you can go and have a successful career but mo- most degrees uh, are sort of worthless and because there's so many people getting degrees it just devalues them and actually the the people who who I went to school with who had more success in their 20s are the ones who who went and got apprenticeships as like an electrician or a plumber or stuff because while, while most people are now coming out of uni and they've got like 50 100 grand of debt these people are making 50 grand 100 grand a year because they've they've done a few years apprenticeships some of them have got their own businesses now i think that's a much better route to go down for for people um unless you want to be like a lawyer or a doctor where you need a degree yeah um so was that the same for you uh with your mates uh most of my friends went to university and when i told my mum that i didn't want to go to university i did get a bit of pushback because i was always quite good in school until i started doing blank proxies then my grades started to fall quite a lot but before that i I used to get good grades and you know i'd always been expected to go to university my dad on the other hand very supportive of me not Mm. going to university but my mum took a little bit of coming around is she the stereotypical like demanding chinese mum? yes yeah Yeah. definitely without a doubt i mean she worked me to the bone. I, I studied a lot, uh, but you know, it, and and that was also something that played on my mind as well. Was I I studied so much, missed out on kind of experiences with my friends, maybe to study for it just to not matter. Mm. But at least you know you still know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse <laughs> yeah. of the cell. Yeah, it's weird when you're that young. You think that's what's actually important, and now it's like, what the actual fuck. Mm. I, I just something came into my head I, I know some people are going to say there's no way like you can you'd be able to live on 10 grand gauge i i worked my outgoings are like between 400 and 500 quid including leisure mm. so don't even i can without a doubt live on 10 grand a year 
It's all this money you're saving, allegedly, on McDonald's. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> seems like a good uh, point to end it on. Yes. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Catch you in the next episode of All Things to Podcast. Thank you very much. Bye.